The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 872. Today I'm teasing out the reveals from the last three Rogue One video drops. It's two commercials and a little featurette as well. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and there have been two new commercials, one entitled Dream and the other entitled Hope. This is following on the heels of the Together commercial, so I like the themes of these. They're very aspirational, they're very touchy-feely, which is kind of in opposition to the fact that this is a hard, kick-and-butt war movie, but hey, it is all about togetherness and hopes and dreams and all that fun stuff at the core of it. So it's a very interesting way they are positioning these commercials, I would say. Not that most of the general public is going to see that this is the hope commercial or this is the dream commercial or anything like that, but the fact that this is how Lucasfilm's characterizing it, I think, is really interesting. So let's go through those three, shall we? Starting with the Rogue One featurette, which has a lot of cool behind-the-scenes shots and a couple of interesting things layering the original Star Wars on with Rogue One, like that iconic shot of the Rebel Trooper up in the crow's nest tracking the Millennium Falcon coming in, and you get to see a similar shot like that with Rogue One. You get to see the command center from A New Hope and then overlaid with Rogue One's shot of Jyn Erso sitting in the command center by herself waiting for God knows what to happen or maybe after the meeting just absorbing everything that's been told to her, revealed to her. Now the first part I want to flag for you dialogue-wise starts off with an interview with Felicity Jones talking about Jyn assembling a team then it cuts to a series of exchanges and we see shots of a lot of the different Rogue One principal players and then it cuts to a bit from Gareth Edwards from behind the scenes and lastly a bit of Jyn Erso arguing in front of the Alliance High Council. Jyn's starting to put together a team. She wants to fight. We all do. How many do we need? It is an ensemble movie, but at the heart of it is a strong woman. The time to fight is now! Now the scenes that they show make it a little clearer that when this is happening, this is all happening at the Rebel base on Yavin 4. So, okay, so there's the obligatory Wilhelm scream we have about every 100 episodes or so. Anyway, Bodhi Rook and Chirademwe Bay's Malbus, they are all in this scene, along with Cassian Andor. And it put me in mind of the packaging copy for Jin's action figure, where it talked about how she's impatient with the endless debating of the Rebel High Command. And in light of the fact that we have those scenes about how everybody's like, if the Empire has a weapon like this, then what chance do we have? And she's arguing about, you know, we have to fight now, and rebellions are built on hope. It suggests to me that nothing is going to come out of this meeting and that that's where Jin decides, hey, 
we've got to take matters into our own hands. And that's when she starts talking about fighting and Chirrut is pounding his staff in the ground in support of this. And Baze is saying, how many do we need? And Bodhi's saying, we all want to fight. And it does make me wonder a couple of things about the course of the movie. The thing that I haven't quite been able to wrap my head around is whether they only go to Jeddah once or twice in the movie. It's not really clear to me where Jin Erso is being held in Imperial captivity when the rebels break her out. You would think it would be Jeddah because there's definitely a strong implication that Jin Erso is linked to Saw Gerrera, and Saw Gerrera is, of course, on Jeddah along with all of his partisans. But it also raises a bit of a question of coincidence in a way. I mean, it's just happenstance that Jeddah is picked to be the planet that the Death Star tests its super laser weapon on, which also happens to be the planet that Saw Gerrera is hanging out on, and there's this resistance happening, and that's where they go to recruit people for this mission. I mean, it all kind of comes together that way, but I feel like there's a puzzle piece missing or two, which of course there would be, because there's a lot that's missing that we don't know just yet about Rogue One. We do get a bit more insight into the stakes of the individual missions. Yes, of course, the stakes are the survival of the rebellion itself, basically, of course. But as far as individual missions go, we get this line from Jin Erso interspersed with a crashing Ewing fighter, which is a really cool effect shot we haven't seen yet so far. But here's the line from Jin, or the pair of lines, I should say. Anyone not willing to risk being left behind? Now, I know that, you know, any wartime mission where combat is going to be involved, essentially you're running the risk of a left-behind situation in general. But the fact that this dialogue is here, I think, sets a tone that I haven't quite heard set yet about Rogue One. I think most Star Wars fans at a certain level of obsession are aware that much of this is a do-or-die situation, but... I don't think we've really had that emphasized for the casual audience per se in this case, and now we're getting it. So I think we're really making a point of setting the tone of it. And also it's probably worth setting that tone in terms of the non-casual Star Wars fans who've been wondering, is this a war movie? Are they trying to soften it up? What are they doing with all the foo-for-all that was happening over the summer about reshoots and edits and all that sort of thing? Well, I think they're pretty well strongly saying and implying that, yeah, it's still a war movie. There's nothing that's changed about that. And yet they do have humor in it as well, which of course any <laughs> decent movie should have a moment of humor or two, probably a few more, I would say, than just a few. Anyway, we get K2SO going into what is presumably an elevator with Jin Erso in her ground crew disguise and Cassie Nandor in his Imperial officer disguise, presuming it's an elevator because of the way they walk in and turn around and just stand there kind of looking around like you do in an elevator. And K2SO drops this line, prompting some hurried responses from Cassie and Jin. That is a bad idea. Hey, quiet. Right there, okay. So, moments like that, you know, if this turns out to be a terrible movie, I mean, you know, it's it's certainly possible it could be a terrible movie. We don't know yet, you know? I mean, there's always a possibility that that could be the case. Let's hope not, of course. But if it's a terrible movie, moments like that are going to be a saving grace for it, at least. And if it's a great movie, the moments like that are going to be the icing on the cake. But I'd love to hear what your thoughts are about this little featurette. So please do share them in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. You know, I know I said at the outset that I was going to talk about Hope and Dream, the two new commercials that came out as well. But I'm looking at the time, and I think we need to stop here. So I'm going to talk about Hope and Dream tomorrow in the new dialogue and the new scenes that we see in there. 
then. And in the meantime, I am going to ask you to hang on for just a little bit longer because I've got a trivia question and answer for you on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. There's a shot in there, too, of Felicity Jones close on her face, and her face is downcast, and she's closing her eyes very slowly, deliberately, as it were. And if that isn't a shot of somebody getting news that someone has died, then I don't know what is. But I'd love your thoughts on that as well. So please do share them in the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. I've got your trivia question here for you. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. Yeah, see what I said about saving graces? There you go. There's another example of it. So last time I asked you who are the three people who have writing credits on The Force Awakens, and they are Michael Arndt, Larry Kasdan, and J.J. Abrams. Today's question for you, what are the two production companies that have a producing credit on The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.